These are the daily lectionary comments for December the 3rd. We're going to look at Isaiah chapter 9, beginning at verse 8, uh, where God explains why he is judging and dismantling the northern tribes, uh, Israel, why he is going to judge Assyria. And now he gives also a message to Jerusalem and what they should learn from this. And then we're going to look at 1 Peter chapter 5, beginning at verse uh, 1. I'm particularly going to look at words that Peter uses to describe pastors and churches, and also why 1 Peter reads so differently than 2 Peter. Okay, we're going to look here at Isaiah chapter 9. Larger theme. When we were in Jeremiah, Israel, the northern tribes, were gone. And Jeremiah was preaching regarding the judgment of on Judah and Jerusalem that, that Babylon was going to bring. And, but now that's, that's now over a century away from what we're talking about here in Isaiah. Isaiah is in an earlier age. Babylon is a well-known city, but not an empire. The empire at that time is Assyria. And this, so God is going to use Assyria as a tool, as a hammer, as a whip, as an axe. And with that tool of Assyria, he is going to dismantle the northern tribes of Israel, also called Ephraim. So all of that is about to happen. And that same, in the same, using that same tool of Assyria, he is also going to nearly dismantle Jerusalem and Judah. He won't quite, but he will use Assyria to harshly to judge and chasten Jerusalem. Of course, Jerusalem will survive to deal with Babylon, uh, you know, 125 years later under Jeremiah. But now under Isaiah, Assyria are the bad guys, and the judgment that is coming is going to dismantle Israel and then nearly destroy Jerusalem. Today's lesson uh, is, first off, an explanation from God as to why he is judging Israel, why he is going to dismantle this kingdom. And you will see in this reading uh, a refrain said over and over again. He will give a variety of things for which the Lord is angry at Israel. And then the refrain is, for all this, his anger has not turned away and, uh, and his hand is stretched out still. So in other words, for all these things that I'm talking about, all these things that you're guilty of, uh, the Lord is angry with you and, and his hand is outstretched against you. What are some of these things? Well, uh, in verse 10, it says, because of your pride and your arrogance, you say, well, the bricks have been knocked down, but we're going we're gonna to rebuild. We're going to build back better. Um, well, for all of that, uh, his anger has not turned away. Uh, uh, then it's because in verse 14 and 15, because of your, your leaders and your false prophets have led the people astray. And for all of that, uh, his anger has not turned away. And then verse 21 talks about how the, the various northern tribes are devouring and fighting with one another. And for all of that, his wrath has not turned away. And then chapter 10, verse 1 and 2 talks about iniquitous decrees and the perversion of justice and turning away the poor and, and uh, taking advantage uh, of the poor. And for all of that, his wrath is not turned away. So those are the reasons that God is going to dismantle 
uh, these tribes, remember these northern tribes were all in rebellion against the house of David. And so they keep their distance from Jerusalem and Judah and the house of David. And the Lord is going to put an end to them. Note that many times uh, Isaiah is going to talk about how the people of Israel, that is the northern tribes, are going to be taken into exile. We think of this, the southern tribe as going into exile, but not the northern tribe going into exile. But understand that, yes, it is also the northern tribes that are going to go into exile, and with them also a remnant will return. But you have to understand that with the northern tribes, the way this works is a remnant uh, will return from exile, but they will not return to Israel and Samaria and Ephraim. They will return to Jerusalem and to Zion, okay? Because Israel and the northern tribes are going to be destroyed. They will not continue. Judah will continue after the exile. Ephraim will not continue. And the remnant that returns from the scattered of, of, of Israel are the faithful ones in Israel who will come back to Jerusalem. Okay, so that's why Israel is going to be dismantled. Assyria is also going to be uh, 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 dismantled. Uh, and essentially, uh, the, the reason is this. Uh, if you want to look at it this way, God says, I raised up Assyria for this very reason, to strike my people, uh, to, to deal with them, uh, to judge them. But I am that then, when I'm done with my people, I am uh, uh, with judging my people, I'm going to destroy uh, uh, Assyria. Why is that? Well, Essentially, it's because Assyria just enjoyed its work a little too much. If you look at chapter 10, verse 7, it says, uh, uh, you know, uh, verse 5 says, Assyria was the rod of my anger. But uh, verse 7 says, but he does not so intend. In other words, Assyria does not see itself as doing the work of God. Uh, and his heart does not so think, but it, that is Assyria, is in his heart to destroy and to cut off the nations, uh, uh, not a few. So in other words, uh, Assyria accomplished the work of the Lord, but it accomplished it because it was bloodthirsty and, and, uh, and vicious, uh, not because it was seeking to do the Lord's work and the Lord's will. And because of that, uh, yes, God will use Assyria. Uh, and then when he's done using Assyria, he will punish Assyria for the, the very evil that they did. Now, the destruction of Israel and the destruction of Assyria, all which are in the future, as, as, as Isaiah is preaching this, are going to be meant as a message for Jerusalem and Judah. And this is what it says in verse 10. The Lord says, To Jerusalem and Judah, and Judah, as my hand has reached to the kingdoms of the idols, in other words, Assyria is a kingdom of idols, it's just a Gentile nation, whose carved images were greater than those of Jerusalem and Samaria. In other words, they had more and better idols there in Assyria than, than uh, uh, you in the north and Judah in the south had, okay? My hand reached all the way up there. I am going to destroy Assyria, this great superpower, because I, the Lord, am God over all the earth. They had great idols, much better than yours, and see what I did to them. Verse 11 says, Shall I not do to Jerusalem and her idols, as I have done to Samaria, that is the northern kingdom, and her images? And the answer is, absolutely. 
when you see the terror of the Lord and the Lord's wrath upon the northern tribes because of their idolatry, and when you see how the Lord will judge Assyria in its idolatry, do you think, Jerusalem, that I will spare you if you imagine? I mean, this is similar to what uh, Jeremiah might say. Don't count on the temple of the Lord. Your idolatry will destroy you. And if you take nothing from the destruction of Assyria and the northern tribes, if you take nothing else from it than this, it's this. If God can and will deal with those people that way, what makes you think he won't deal with you that way also? This is a warning to Jerusalem. Okay, very briefly, we're going to finish up First uh, Peter. I want you to look at the first two verses here of First Peter chapter 5. Uh, and I want you to note that here, this is Peter, an apostle, and he describes uh, himself as a fellow elder in verse 1. And then going on and reading in verse 2, it says, Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight. So we have three words, elder, shepherd, and oversight. Now, they are all three referring to, and Peter is writing here at this point in his letter, he's writing to the leaders of, of, uh, of the churches that, to whom he's writing, and he's calling them fellow elders. He is an elder. He's an apostle. But he is also an elder, a leader in the church. He tells them to shepherd the people. It's the shepherding concept where we get the, the word pastor from. Okay, Pastor is a shepherd, and he shepherds the sheep. And so Peter is telling the elders, the fellow elders, to shepherd the sheep. So you can call them an elder if you like, uh, or you can call him a shepherd. And then he says, uh, exercising oversight. Well, uh, the, the, the Greek word for oversight and overseer is episcope. That is episcopal or what in English it comes out bishop. So pastor and bishop and elder all are referring to the same basic office in the early church those who are taking care of local congregations and taking care of the sheep so that's uh, i'll leave that uh, behind now and i want to go to one last thing in beginning of verse 12. verse 12 introduces us to a fellow by the name of sylvanus his faithful brother uh, peter says uh, and it's by Sylvanus I have written briefly to you. It is apparent when you read it in English and compare First Peter and Second Peter that the, the quality of the writing is, is rather inferior in Second Peter. It's even more obvious in Greek. The, um, so one, one wonders, how could one person write both of these? How, how could Peter write both of them? And the answer is, well, actually... Peter didn't write First Peter. What he did uh, is he used Sylvanus. So in other words, Peter would have written it in the sense that he's dictating to Sylvanus. But what he's saying to Sylvanus is, put this down in good Greek. Write this well. Sylvanus, you are a good writer and a good communicator. Here's what I want you to say. And so Peter would, would tell Sylvanus, this is what I want to say. Now you put it down as elegantly as you're able to do. And the result of this is First Peter. That's why he says, by Sylvanus, I have written. Second Peter doesn't say anything about Sylvanus. Probably Second Peter, uh, either, either Peter wrote it himself or dictated it, uh, uh, and, and whoever he dictated it to uh, didn't make it so, uh, so elegant. Of course, Peter was a fisherman. 
not a scholar, so it, it shouldn't surprise us actually that something that would be, shall we say, a little bit more raw, less refined, uh, would be what you would expect to come from Peter if he was to write a letter himself. And so when you read Second Peter, it is more raw. It is less refined. First Peter is much more elegant and smooth. And Sylvanus is the reason. And this is nothing, not uncommon at all, uh, that people would use um, individuals to write for them who are especially gifted at that. And, and so the apostles did that. Paul did that. Uh, and uh, and so here did uh, did Peter.